Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Dave Castro is the founder of Icebreaker, an app which allows you to easily connect with people at networking events. It's something that will be super useful at really large events like conferences. Thank you very much for being my guest on the podcast today, Dave. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm super excited to, uh, to be invited. Now, I'm sure people can tell already that you're not from the UK. So tell us whereabouts in the world you are. <laughs> I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. The yes, home of country music. <laughs> yes. And I do like country music. Um, but um, and interestingly enough, uh, my grandfather, I have um, a grandfather that was born in like the Appalachian Mountains mm. uh, and played the banjo before yeah. he got his hand, uh, most of his hand blown off in World War II. He was on Ooh. the beach of Normandy. Wow. Um, yeah, but uh, and survived obviously because I'm here. Yeah. But uh, and then uh, another grandfather that was born in Puerto Rico. But uh, so I have this. Uh, I'm here in Nashville, home of country music, uh, and I salsa dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great combination. I, I can picture that. <laughs> yeah. So before we talk about um, what you currently do, let's kind of delve a bit into your background. So. What was it that you you went to university to study, and what did you think that you would were going to be doing when you when you grew up? Yeah, I actually um, wanted to be a uh, I wanted to be a lot of things, but I was going to do uh, software development. Mm. And back when I wanted to do software development, there wasn't a whole lot of um, th- there wasn't a lot of options, mm. and and so the professor I had. I guess he was a professor, adjunct, teacher, whatever he, he was teaching, Pascal programming, and was not it was not his forte. So yeah. he knew his he knew his stuff, but he could not teach. And I was like, "There's no way I can get through four years of this." <laughs> um, and so uh, the whole idea was royalties and the whole thing. And uh, what I end up doing is pivoting to, to to marketing and then general studies a little bit later on, and um, and joined a startup software company as a salesperson and then technology sales became my career. Um, That was like how I initially got, got started was um, uh, the whole, you know, entrepreneur build something cool um, and get royalties on it. So make millions of dollars doing that. And uh, yeah, so working on it. <laughs> now, I know you, you've worked for a number of different organizations over the course of your, your career. Has there been a common thread in, in the roles that you've done for them? There has been, actually. It's pretty wild. I, I it's, It seems to be that uh, I always end up in, uh, you know, white space where <laughs> there's, it's new. Yeah. So uh, the startup that I started with, it was a first of its kind software product most software products i guess when they get started well they're not all first of this kind but this one was and uh and then so the company that bought us uh had me in sales in a region or in an industry kind of niche that i was going after that had you know pretty much uh was virgin territory nobody had Mm. bought our stuff yet and then literally every single 
role in sales I've ever had since then has always been in a new territory. It's right. crazy. <laughs> and then here I am, entrepreneur, making something straight up new, right? Yeah. I can't, I gotta, I gotta have something brand new, uh, slate, you know, uh, people have never heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker for punishment, you know? And so what was, it, what was it that made you decide to kind of go your own way and, and, and set up your own business? So, uh, I actually, um, when I moved down to Nashville, it was a, uh, it was kind of a, a family decision and, uh, wasn't a money decision. And the, the company that I, I moved here with, um, was great. I, I actually, it wasn't my, you know, I, I learned pretty quickly that it wasn't my, my preference. Mm -hmm. It was tech, but it wasn't, um, you know, enterprise software sales. And I had been selling to uh, the federal government uh, mostly out of Washington D.C., where I I grew up and mm -hmm. where I had lived, and uh, so pretty quickly I was pining to get back into that world. But uh, yeah, there's there's other people that are up there that they would rather hire than somebody that's way down in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, so I was talking to a friend who had a similar feeling and. Uh, he was selling a healthcare product at the time and, uh, I was like, we got to We got to like, I'm ready to get into, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. As I mm. mentioned to you, like my whole, like, you know, starting college, what I thought I was going to do. And, uh, and then being in technology, especially software sales, it, it, uh, um, it was, you know, all these pieces of the puzzle were all coming together and mm -hmm. I was like, we got to do our own thing. And, uh, we had an idea or I had an idea, um, but it would have it would have needed a lot of investment and we had no experience to tell investors about so yeah uh we came up with something that was a little bit easier we had uh um uh customers that uh um we pitched the idea to and uh long and short of it is they basically paid uh for us to build it mm. uh and then we you know, went around and sold it to a bunch of other people too. So yeah. it, was, it was great, but that's how I got in. I, 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 uh, I almost, uh, forced myself to, to do what I actually really deep down wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I think you, you've founded it a number of different companies now, haven't you? Yes. It, uh, th that's the thing about sales is, you know, it's a really great, launching point to get into entrepreneurship mm. um you know sales is the lifeblood sales is business um so uh yeah uh just adjacent uh needs adjacent companies uh or niches rather and um and then it really is super important obviously who you surround yourself with yeah uh, 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 you know to uh to get started with but uh yeah, i've been super lucky it's been fun and so what what has happened to those other companies that, that you've started i think they've been bought out by bigger people yes. is that right yeah yeah i've had a couple exits um the uh the, the the software company my you know first entree into the entrepreneurship world as a you know founder co-founder mm -hmm. um was uh bought by a company called ShareCare who uh which is owned by the presidential um candidate uh or was president Dr. Oz. Right. So that was cool. <laughs> my uh my my co-founder there just did a phenomenal job. Um 
uh, you know, getting the company to that point and, and uh, managing, he was the CEO. Um, but he was a subject matter expert. I was kind mm-hmm. of like the sales and idea guy. Yeah. And, uh, rolled just before that uh, acquisition, but had equity uh, in there. Um, and then I uh, had um, the uh, data analytics company, um, and that was bought by a local firm here in Nashville, a uh, pretty big, well-known uh, firm. Um, and it's going strong. Uh, it's really cool to bump into people that have been, I've been a coworker for a long time, mm. then to be an employer, uh, and then bump into people who, you know, you have been an integral part of their journey yeah. is just so much, it's su- it's super gratifying. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's great to see, uh, some of these, uh, you know, ventures, you know, doing well and, and, and taking off and even like going and looking in some of the, the web pages that you built are there, you know, your yeah. words, your pitches, you know, even some of the screens of the product are still like the way you had designed it. That's super cool. Yeah. And then, um, and then there was one I was really proud of, super excited about. It was a data analytics boot camp that we did. And, uh, the first cohort, uh, we had about, I don't know, f- um, less than 10, mm-hmm. but, uh, I would say at least five of those, uh, students are just crushing it in the market right now. Yeah. And, uh, super gratifying again, just to see their success, um, yeah. see them, you know, speaking at, on panels and stuff. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Brilliant. So tell me about your, your current business. What is it and how did it come about? So... I have been in uh, sales, obviously, my whole career. And if you do, and networking, right? So networking and sales, mm-hmm. uh, hand in hand. Yeah. And what you find is um, most salespeople are, they like talk, meeting people, right? Yeah. They're, you know, on the extroverted side. Um, and we're all on a spectrum but you know I'm, I'm on the extroverted side of the of the spectrum yeah and uh so i do love a good conversation i love speaking with great humans you know um but when you're there you're there for a purpose and you've got a quota and you've got you know y- you you're trying to get your return on your investment mm. of time mm. and energy and money or whatever it is that you spent uh for these couple hours or this conference or whatever it is and uh what you find is that um you uh you often walk away with uh a feeling of man was that did did i really meet everybody that would be an ideal connection for Mm. me you know who who did i miss and Mm -hmm. sometimes if you see your competitor talking to me oh man he's talking to the person i need to talk to (laughs) um so uh, and then there's times where there's like the serendipity where you meet somebody and it's just phenomenal yeah it's like yeah I, i just you know you just thank God that you happen to bump into this one person in the sea of people Yeah, that, that, that one to 2% of the, you know, of the crowd that you did meet happened to be one of the ideal connections you made. So anyways, uh, at some point I had sold my last, you know, uh, I, I was at, I worked myself out of, jo- out of a job, I mm-hmm. guess. And, uh, and then I was also, um, divorced and then I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a town that, uh, is not my hometown. Yeah. So 
and those business connections, you know, they're not like necessarily people I'm hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And, and so that need to connect with people, uh, effectively, efficiently, and the right people was like, uh, top of mind. Now I'm a tech guy and I'm always like cataloging in the back of my head, uh, you know, cool tech and stuff that I think, you know, um, about, and, uh, I'm driving down the road and people are flying by me at like 80 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. But as I'm, it's an old car. Okay. So I'm connecting my phone to my, you know, radio, my Bluetooth. Yeah. And I'm picking up everybody else's phone. Yeah. As they're flying by me. And, and then I just kind of, you pull that string and think about it some more. And it's like, uh, there's something called a universal unique identifier, right? It's like the social security number basically of, mm. of the, of the radio signal. Yeah. And, um, that's tied to the person who uses the phone. The phone never separates from them probably in, at any point of the day, more than six feet. Right. It's like an appendage. Yeah. And then, and then it just becomes like clear. Okay. So we can build a, 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 a tool around this that people opt into, they share what they want to share. And, um, and you know, we, we uh, just created icebreaker out of, out of that concept basically. So, um, uh, you know, now, not only do you, can you know the room based upon what people are willing to attach to this, um, you know, identifier, right. That's, yeah. that's a radio signal with it that only works within eyeball distance. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then from there, obviously you can filter it. So, so that's how I, icebreaker basically was, um, was, was created. Yeah. And, and it's an app, right? Is it that goes on your it's, phone? It's an app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my latest, uh, venture. It's called icebreaker. It's spelled differently. It's I C E B R E K R. So first two E's, no a hole. That's yeah. what I say. Ice, <laughs> icebreaker. And, um, it's, uh, it's a networking app that enables folks to make the connections that matter, you know, and uh and for introverts to kind of know the room and like get some like okay this person's great i'm gonna walk up and talk to this person right yeah. so uh, and then you just connect with everybody via their linkedin as well very easily um it has a digital business card too so if you want to do the whole um you know share the contact information mm-hmm. it, it works but concept is you know you walk into an event you've got your keywords in the app you know what your um your ideal connection looks like and uh and then if they're in the room obviously the event host would be like hey we're using icebreaker or you know at some point in the future people are going to use it expecting other users to be around yeah but you walk into that room and it'll buzz you when they when your uh your key connection is nearby or an icebreaker users by or an icebreaker user is nearby it's it's up to your settings but how you want it but like the idea being you can immediately say oh you know what Liz, she's a podcast uh, host. I, w- I want to go talk to her. Yeah. And you walk right up, you know, and uh, start the conversation. Yeah. So are you partnering with event organizers to, to get people on, on board with the app? Yes, exactly. Yep. Podcast or uh, podcast. event organizers um, is ideal because, uh, you know, they're able to maximize the return on investment mm. of their attendees time. And then within the app, there's, you know, you can put your agenda, uh, you know, itinerary, speaker bios, and, um, you know, even sponsors, you could, you know, add that value to your sponsors. You yeah. Know, so that uh, the, the, I would say more than 50% of the 
value these days for attendees is the networking because yeah. you can get so much content in other places. They're yes. there because they already read these people's books or already know who they are, yeah. follow their articles or whatever. But um, so they're, these attendees' eyeballs are going to be right on your ad, right? Yeah. And uh, they can click the button right to, to your call to action to sign up for your thing or whatever it is. So there's value that uh, hosts can provide to sponsors as well, yeah. as well as their own stuff. But yeah, yeah. really uh, hoping to be a uh, inexpensive and uh, valuable tool for those events. Yeah. So how long has the, the um, app been in existence now and, and what kind of feedback are you getting from people? I got great feedback. I think uh, so we put it out into the wild last year and then because of the the um, the technology on it, it needs to be tuned performance wise. Right. And observed in the wild mm. in real life with real people using real phones mm-hmm. and all those things. So uh, last year was a lot about uh, getting it out there and watching people use it and per- improving the performance. This year, it's about um, getting getting event hosts on board, right? So we we are still like uh, improving the UI and those type of things, but conceptually, I think you know ninety nine point whatever, like one hundred percent, shall we say? People love the concept, and um, and then the uh, the feedback from events that have used it um are great and i i really need to get some more uh videos of the actual attendees uh, that actually is is probably easier i spent a lot of time uh or i've got a few videos of event hosts but uh yeah it's it's been good feedback yeah and so what kinds of events has it been used at so far everything from a small uh when i say small i'm thinking like you know 20 something mm-hmm. group and in that in that uh, context, you know, you all show up. You can um, uh, again, you'd all show up on your discovery screen, and then you c- connect with each other's LinkedIn easily and mm. their social, and then you see your, their elevator pitch and all that stuff. So, um, I, I would say even something like a BNI, it's valuable for um, you know things of that like that. And then uh, to a large uh, gathering where there's, you know, the bigger the group is, the more valuable it is. Mm to be honest with you, because I can walk from one side of the auditorium to the other and my phone will buzz, right? It'll notify me when I'm walking by somebody that would be an ideal connection for me. And if I want to, I can just pull it out and take a look and see uh, who's there. So it's been used in, um, you know, uh, events of several hundred. Um, we've got uh, uh, over a thousand uh, attendee event coming up soon, which again, you know, just the, 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 the product will be more valuable the bigger the event is. Um. Yeah, yeah, I can absolutely see that. Uh, I mean, like, like you were saying, you you without something like this, you, you walk into a big event, you haven't got a clue who's there. I mean, even if you've got, um, you know, the host has given you a list of who's there, you still don't know what they look like half the time. And you don't yeah, know who it is they, you're looking out for. So uh, right. this or, sounds are brilliant. Are they there? <laughs> Have they walked out early? Yeah. You know, Did they turn are up? they just yeah. in the bathroom and they're going to be back? You <laughs> yeah. know, who knows? Or, you know, or is there a picture update? Like I, I've, I've, I've had coffee with somebody that I met, um, uh, connected with on LinkedIn and, uh, did not look like the LinkedIn <laughs> picture. <laughs> 
I think I think that's happened a lot recently, hasn't it? Where over the pandemic, we were meeting people the, for the first time on Zoom and people don't look quite the same in real life as they do on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can't tell how tall they are either. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm short and um, I, uh, I actually, I was the uh, president of the student body at a community college up yeah. in the Maryland where I came from. And I had these, um, we just got lucky on the, because I think the photographer was a friend of mine. And we weren't like anything special, but at any rate, whatever angle he did, everybody thought I was this this, this tall guy. It was the funniest <laughs> thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so what are the, are the next steps for Icebreaker? Where where do you see it going next? Um, To the moon. <laughs> uh, we... Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody listening to this has any connections at South by Southwest, but, um, you know, we should be over there. Um, yeah, my, uh, my current, uh, plan is, uh, we're just going to, we're, we're marketing and, uh, hitting distribution, uh, pretty significantly. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously hope for some virality, but, um, you know, I think a couple, a couple big events uh, would be uh, phenomenal, um, and and uh, yeah. So so where is it going? It's uh, it sh- it should be a no brainer solution for the average event who doesn't even have something, you know, um, with itinerary sponsor capabilities, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and the value it brings to attendees. It should be a no brainer, and um, you know, there's a freemium version of it there's some monetization that obviously we do uh but um it's you know it's the value is is would be phenomenal for 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 any event um especially if you don't have uh, an event app yeah um but but yeah so i think um looking for some distribution getting some some uh eyeballs by being at some of these big events and uh uh yeah, I think I think uh, the future looks looks really bright. Got a lot of um, a lot of people excited. Yeah, yeah, lots of potential there for sure. So finally, then, Dave, if people want to know more about Icebreaker, what is the best place for them to find you? Uh, Icebreaker dot com, and uh, that's um, again I C E B R E K R dot com. That's the best place to go, I would say, if you want to download it. There's like a thousand things in the stores that have some kind of uh, different spelling or, you know, take on Icebreaker. But um, we'll get some SEO in there, make it easier. It'll pop right up But uh, in the app stores as, as it's uh, growing downloads. But com, and then um, the, let's see. Instagram, I-C-E-B-R-E-K-R, threads, Twitter. But the website, there's a way to reach out to me. I'd love to chat. I'd love to support any events. And um, yeah, so right now, not right now I'm feeling super generous and uh, love to make your events uh, successful. More successful. I'm sure they're successful already. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I will put the um, the website address in the show notes so people can, uh, can find you easily. And uh, just thank you so much for um, chatting to me today. Liz, thanks so much. Great talking to you. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. 
And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.